Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another fantastic episode of Morally Corrupt. I'm Rachel Lindsay. She is Callie Curry, and she'll be joining me for News of the Week. We'll be recapping part two of the Jersey reunion. We'll dip our toe into Summer House. We'll talk about that later. And then, surprise, Zach Peter is coming to talk about OC because OC is back. We have a jam-packed show. Let's get right into it. Callie, how are you doing? Hello, I am good. I want to apologize if you hear any noises in the background. I'm breastfeeding my son and he's just being a little aggressive. Um, but the I'm life doing of good. A mom. Ready for the weekend multitasking. I'm ready for the weekend too. I feel like this has been a really long week. I'm adjusting to new changes in my work life. And so I have time, but I don't have time. So I'm still trying to figure it all out. Anyways, what we do have time for is news of the week. Let's get into it. A sad day. At least it is for me. We have to say goodbye to Kathy Hilton, who only gave us two seasons. And I use two seasons loosely when she was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She gave us, like, combined between those two, like, three quarters of a season. I was about to say 75% of a season. Look at us. We're right there. We we totally agree. She was there, but she wasn't there. She was talked about when she was, like... we we got enough to love her, at least my opinion. Callie, did, were you a fan of Kathy Hilton? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? She was probably, definitely top three, maybe top two. On Beverly Hills? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, in the franchise? <laughs> in Beverly Hills, yes. And I think what was shocking about this as well is we knew that when she 
completed last season, she was at odds, and I'm using that term nicely, um, or it's a nice way to say it, with Lisa Renna. And now that Lisa Renna is gone, it was like, oh, then Kathy's here to stay. You know, we don't have anything to worry about. So I didn't even think twice that there was even a consideration that Kathy Hilton might not be there. But she's telling people she won't be back and she'll be doing Paris Hilton's reality show, which I didn't yeah. know that that got a Paris second season. Love. I thought it was just dedicated to the wedding. Um, the wedding. Yeah. So I guess that'll be back. I mean, people love Paris, so I shouldn't be shocked it did well. I love Paris. Hmm. I like Paris. I'm shocked she's not coming back. I feel like Lisa Renna has to be pissed. Like, what am I not on the show for? I know she quit, but then she kind of asked for it to come back. So Did she? I, supposedly, yes. Listen, it's just setting it all up to really be a boring season. I'm sorry. Somebody's got to say it. Renna's gone. And and she honestly, she needed to go. I need to clean my palate from from Renna for a second. I mean, she is gone. She had gone too. Yeah, too extreme. But it seems like it's going to be. We haven't heard anything coming out. I've been to a couple of things. I didn't see any drama during filming. There definitely wasn't, unless I got there really late at the finale. So I, I don't know. It's just, will I watch? Of course. Guys, I'm dedicated. I'm all in. But I don't know. I'll miss Kathy. Maybe she'll make an appearance. But and I just realized this. We also know she's been at odds with Kyle. I don't think that they've mended that relationship. So no, it sounds like it she just doesn't like want to be with Kyle. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I think she's done with Kyle. Which is sad. You never want to see family be like that. But I think... The ship has sailed. I think it sailed before the season and they were trying to get there. Get it going on reality TV with your sister is not going to mend the fence. I can say that. Yeah. No, completely agree. Also, didn't we get a rumor? Was there a rumor or we saw photos that Kim was filming? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we might get one sister. I'd love to see Kim come but back. But I wonder if she was filming... I don't know. I, I wonder if she was filming Paris in Love. She's definitely closer with Kathy. But I thought Kyle was there. Hmm. And Kyle's not going to be on Paris in Love. Doesn't, doesn't seem like it. <laughs> well, doesn't seem I'll like miss it. Kathy. Maybe she'll change her mind and give us, you know, 50% of a season. We'll see. Um, in news that I didn't quite need, and I don't know how this is happening. It's being reported again from people that Lisa Vanderpump is getting another reality show on Hulu. Okay? The, I tell you, the people who are winning keep winning. I don't understand. I get it. Vanderpump was incredible this season. But to me, that doesn't say, you know what we'll do here? We're going to give you another show on another network. Well, I think the problem is... She's getting it from Hulu, right? So Bravo knew. We don't want to give you another show. Your last show flopped. But I can understand as a different network who is seeing this Vanderpump Rules just explode. Like the level Vanderpump Rules got to... I don't want to say Jersey Shore because Jersey Shore has been at that level for so many years. 
But the amount of people who know about Scandaval, my mother-in-law was like, what's this thing happening? Scandaval, what's that? <laughs> she had no idea what Vanderpump Rules was, but she saw it on like Good Morning America. It's being talked about everywhere. So I would, I, the only reason why I say Jersey Shore is because that's like the most popular reality show probably ever. Sure. Like that people got so famous. That's how famous they are for this moment. I don't think they're going to have the same length. Like Jersey, Snooki still is super famous. I don't think it's going to be that. But how crazy popular this story got, I can see another network being like, why not give that, give her another green light for another season and see what happens. And see, you're right. And this is why I feel there's a huge disconnect about the people who've been running the, sh- the ship. Mm-hmm. Or say, the show, I should say. <laughs> the people who've been running the show to the way things are changing in media. Because that's not the answer. Um, it really isn't. What are you ha- going to watch though? What? Are you going to give no, it a chance? No, you're not going to give I'm it not. a chance. No, I'm not. I'm going to tell you. So, so if you haven't heard, this is what the show is about. It's 10 episodes. It's going to be at Vanderpump Villa where Lisa and Ken reside. It takes place. This is what the description is. It takes place in her luxurious French villa. It says the show will follow the villa's staff members. They must be hiring a new staff because we've seen the staff and I don't think that those people want to be on reality TV. So she's going to follow the staff members and they, as they I'm work together. It. But isn't her house for sale? I don't... We've seen her move before. I don't know. Maybe she's moving just to film this in a different estate, which wouldn't make sense because, you know, she's got the horses and the, all the plants and it, there's a lot yeah, going on Yeah, because she has Villa, Villa Rosa is the name of her house. I'm almost positive it was for sale recently. Maybe she took it off the market. It's not a really good time to sell. Um, <laughs> but but it's going to give a glimpse into their lives, the staff. I'm assuming Lisa and Ken, which they're in late late 60s, 70s. Ken's in they his 70s. Be 70s. It's like, they got to be 70s. I don't know if 70s. Lisa is, but Ken is definitely in his 70s. And so it's like, I don't care, but it's going to show them hosting extravagant guests. I do like... It's like like, below deck on land. Yes, I was going to say, I do like shows about staff. I will say that. But if... And I don't mean to be an ageist, but like, I'd rather see younger people and from the people that I've seen... Well, I'm hoping it's more focused on the staff. That's... No, the staff that we've seen so far... Oh, no, I know. I'm sure. I feel like they'll probably have all younger... All of a sudden, all the staff is going to be really hot and they're going to have like one older person running it all. That's what I assume. Like, if you told me you were doing a show of Sonia's, Sonia Morgan's interns, I'd be all in. <laughs> I thought you were talking about my mother-in-law. No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sonia Morgan's um, yeah. interns. That's a show I would watch. Sonia directing all of them, them all living under one roof. That's something I would want to see. This I don't know. I'm going to let Callie watch it and then she can tell me if it's worth me tuning in or not. I will um, give it a chance. I know I will. There's no there's no reality show that gets past Callie Curry. <laughs> not a one. <laughs> not uh, a one. Okay, let's, let's move on to New Jersey. We are right in the middle of this reunion, part two. Um, Wait. One thing. Yes. Were you happy about the bombshell? I was. 
So was I. So was I. A lot I'm of so people happy. weren't, and I don't. I don't get people it. People are pissed about it. I think because, and we're referring to the bombshell, obviously, at the end of uh, Vanderpump Rules, the reunion. Someone had called me right before because they had their East Coast, and they were like, um, "I was like, what's the bombshell?" And they were like, "Oh, it's not really one thing. I don't know." And so they downplayed it for me. So then when I watched it, I was like, "What are you talking about? This is huge to me." The same thing happened to me. My friend was like, "I don't like the bombshell," and so I was like, "Ugh, what is it?" And then I watched it, and I was like, "I don't like." It wasn't like some revelation of like. I'm pregnant or something crazy like that or whatever. But it proves, first of all, that all three parts of the reunion that we watched were all lies from Tom Sandoval. It proves that he has, I don't know what the word is, manipulated, brainwashed, whatever. I truly believe he told Raquel, like, this is how we have to do things. I think he was coaching Raquel the entire season. I think he was telling Raquel what to say, how to say it, whatever. I think he told Raquel what to say. When, you, when she spoke to Ariana that one time, I think he was basically the puppet master the entire time. I think it's wild that he had this breakdown crying, I'm sorry, da 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 and you were lying the entire time. He was screaming at them. It was only one time. It was only one time. Complete lie. The entire time. Andy asked him, did you have sex in the house? No. Also, what this proves, and I hope Schwartz realizes this, you were used. They were fully fucking when she made out with you. There was never Jeez. a connection. She either did it to make Tom Sandoval mad or Tom Sandoval told her to do it. He told her to, to do it. Yeah, that's what I think. I think that too. But either either one is not good for you, Schwartz. At some point, you got to wake up and realize these people don't give a fuck about you. More news Last of the thing week. I'll say... Oh, go ahead. This might be unpopular. Do I feel bad for Raquel to a certain extent? Sure. I don't think that she has the capability to navigate this. I don't think that she realized everything that Tom was setting her up for. I think in the, during the reunion when she had was forced basically to lie again, she was slowly realizing, you could see on her face when Tom was like yelling lies, that she was kind of like... Ugh, like, why are we doing this again? They already know. Right. So why aren't we telling the truth now? Are you still going to lie? Still lying. Still treating Ariana like shit. I think she may have realized a little bit, like I put myself in a really bad position. And personally, I don't care what I did. Y'all ain't going to talk to me like this. <laughs> she Again, she doesn't have the capability to navigate it. All she could do is soak it up. I totally get Ariana being mad and being rude to her. That's totally fine. But if I'm Raquel, you can be rude to me all you want to be, but I'm going to be rude back. You can be mad at me, but the things that they were saying to her, not just Ariana, and again, Ariana, I totally get. But Lala, James, Katie, all going at her. And even Katie, I understand to a certain extent because she told her how much it would hurt her and she did it anyways in front of her face. And now knowing if you're Katie, you're like... You did it anyways and you didn't even like him. You just really did not care about me at all. Not even a pinch. The Lala and James of it all, I would kind of be like, why? Like, you guys can be mad at me, but I'm going right back at you. 
you that's not an unpopular opinion, actually. From what I've seen on social media, a lot of people are mad at Bravo because they feel like they should not have allowed all that hate to be spewed. Like, you know, obviously Ariana's allowed to be upset, but it was just dig after dig. You're nothing. Go away. I hope the worst shit happens to you. You know, like James and Lala adding in on it. It just, it that coupled with what we saw at the end, I think the empathy comes from or sympathizing with her is that you at least now understand. It was hard to feel anything from Raquel because she wasn't, we weren't watching her feel anything. Anything. We weren't watching her give any emotion. So when she started saying, he doesn't want me to disclose and Mm -hmm. he thinks it'll hurt other people and he said this and he feels this and he's going to kill me. And to see her cry and say, I hate lying. This is taking a toll on me. Like that was real. I don't think that was acting. I think, and now it makes me almost want to go back and watch the season because I can see that Tom was telling her, oh, we're going to be like the Angelina and Brad Mm -hmm. Pitt. You're going to be the cool girl. Like you're stepping Mm -hmm. into your own and just, this is a vulnerable woman and I'm not making excuses. I still think Raquel is horrible. But I think 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 we walked away from understanding understanding her. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think think what Raquel Raquel did is horrible. You're right. I don't know if she's horrible or not. I think it's a little scary how easily... And what Ariana said, and I was like, oh, God, she got it like right on target. How she's like, I know it's really easy for other people's opinions and thoughts to creep into your brain because you can't form a thought of your own. And I was like, right. So that means that everything that she's saying, everything that she's doing is being orchestrated by Tom. Yeah. I mean, here's the last thing I'll say about it. The reason I can't just say, I do think actually Raquel is horrible, even if she's not the, you know, sharpest tool in the shed, because that went on for months, longer than, we'll never know the full truth. Mm -hmm. So it went on longer than the seven months that they were saying. And you were able to continue to lie to manipulate Ariana, that there is a skill in that. There's a coldness. There's a darkness in that. That's what I'm saying. I don't think she has that capability. Like she doesn't have the emotions. And to your point, even when she was saying all these things in the interview, the last two minutes, whatever, she said, it's a really bad look to have sex with your best friend's boyfriend in her house while she's gone for a funeral. And I was like, no, honey, it is not a bad look. It is a horrible thing to do. Do you know what I mean? But no, again, exactly even that sentence, it's not a good look. That's Tom. I think it's Tom being like, it's not a good look to say that. We can't say that. Like, no, it's not anything. It has nothing to do with how it looks. It has everything to do with if, if, it's, if it's right or if it's wrong. It's a horrible thing to do. But yeah, I think what she did was horrible. I don't know if she has all the tools and capabilities to understand what she did, to understand the effects from it to understand the consequences. Like even her being like, I'm just now realizing my concept. How did you not realize that three weeks ago? How did you not realize that the entire time you were Dark. doing it? Dark. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, where do we go from here? It's consumed our lives for months. I guess we go on to Jersey and talk about the reunion, but my goodness, what a season. We'll never get anything like it again, ever. People will no. write about this in the reality history books. Mm-hmm. We'll look back on this. We'll revisit this 10 years since Scandaval. It's we'll never have another. Um, okay, Jersey. Let's do highlights from the reunion. Um, 
what I have a moment that I can't shake from this reunion. I'm curious for you. It was something new that we had no idea as we were watching it. Wasn't even rumored. Um, like we didn't get a tease about this. This just came out of nowhere. We're used to the Melissa, Joe, Teresa, Louie fighting, all of that. But the fact of this rumor that was looming over the entire season on whether or not Melissa made out with a guy in the back seat of a car and come to find out and Teresa and Jennifer having this information and not wanting to talk about it, but then telling Danielle and then Danielle is in a rock and a hard place and feels like she doesn't want this secret to be out there and Melissa to find out in the wrong way. And come to find out this entire entire time, we knew Melissa knew because Teresa had told Joe and there was drama with that. What we did not know is that Jennifer told Melissa prior to this off camera and still worked Danielle to make this drama in the season. And so Andy asks the right question of, do you feel that they set you up? And Danielle says no. Well, she said on no on, on camera, yeah. On camera. And then the camera catches her off camera, whispering to her husband behind a closed door saying, they set me up. And he's like, what? What the fuck, Danielle? <laughs> That's not the moment I thought you were going to talk about, but that moment was yes. great. Yes. You know that why? That moment was great. Be- you know why? Because Danielle, to me did not come as she was advertised. And from the way I started off with Danielle to the way I feel about her now, I'm disappointed. She taught, like, I like her, but she talks a lot like, you know, like, don't mess with me. I'm this, this, this. I love her accent. I love her family. I love all of it. But I thought she was going to be up in these women's faces. She wasn't going to take any shit. Um, She was going to tell you like it is. She was going to put hands on you or at least threaten to if possible. And to me, every single time she was faced with a situation, she either walked out. She's great in her confessionals. She either walked out. She either stumbled over. Her comebacks weren't good. They weren't witty. She was just screaming. She was just screaming. And then when faced with an opportunity to turn to Teresa and Jennifer, which I don't know why she has such a strong allegiance to them, because she is friends with some of the women on the other side of the couch. When faced with confronting her, them, she's like, I don't think that they set me up, which now we know she does. So this was an opportunity to be like, what the fuck? You set me up. You used me. I lost sleep. I didn't eat. I didn't know what to do. You're, I'm seeing exactly how dark you are. Blah, blah. Like this was a moment. And instead you cowered down. And I feel like I saw that a lot from her this season. And that's why I say she doesn't come as advertised. And I'm a little disappointed in the Danielle we got. I'm okay. Her comebacks are not good. I agree with that. I'm hoping this off season she works on it and comes back next season ready to play and has better comebacks and has is, is a little bit more ready. Because I do think that like hopping into this, you're not. I I hope any grown adult is not ready to go at it at all times. You know what I mean? Like I, I think am. it's a lot to go. I I I think I think I you am, are too. I think I am too. But. <laughs> But I think if you go from your regular life and just plot me into this, I would be like, this is a lot. Y'all are arguing every 20... Like, give me a break. It's not that serious. 
I would definitely be like, um, I would not be offended by what someone said. I would get to the point where I'm like, y'all are fucking crazy. You know what but I mean? She big talked. She yes, big yes, yes. Talked. So I'm, I'm hoping she practices and comes back, gets in the gym, comes back better for season two. Uh, her second season, sorry. Um, the only thing I can say about the reunion, I actually, I am not a Rachel Fuda fan at all. Um, I don't dislike her. I just think like you're like, we need someone else. But I like that they made up. Their fight was over fucking nothing. It was this dumbest fight ever. So I'm glad they made up over that. The Teresa and Jen, this cast specifically is a very, very split, right? You're either on Marge and Melissa's side or Jen and Teresa's side. Everyone else is just an extra character. Those are the two, there's two V2. And everybody else, you you choose what team you want to be on. Teresa and Jen had been nice to her all season. So she's on their, she's on their side. Finding out live that they set her up. And even in that moment, I feel like she was like, I don't feel set up. And she was sitting there on the couch thinking about it the rest of the, the time. She was. And so You're then right. I think she went back and was like, wait, like they had to have set me up. But I get that in the moment you're thinking like, wait, what? Like if I, if I'm mad at them, then I, do I switch teams? Would they welcome me on the other team? And also I'm sure she wants to talk to them. Like, help me understand this. How, how did you guys not set me up? The other thing is we'll never know this, but I'm like, what was Teresa's involvement? Because all we saw on screen was Jen. We didn't see Teresa involved in it at all, ever on screen. She's smarter than that. So I would like to know what her involvement is. I know we'll never know. Um, but that's not... Yes, that was probably the best scene, thinking back on it. To me, because I have been on Teresa and Louis' side, I don't think I want to be on either side. Correct. I think Louis' dangerous. And... Marge's son being called and then Teresa having a ready, ready excuse. And then magically she gets those two calls from Marge and from Marge. So I'm like, you could have at least said you got calls from Melissa or something. Her saying she got called. I'm like, so you're in an argument with Marge and then you get calls from Marge. Just doesn't seem like it would happen. No, so now it's... I'm, yeah. So now I'm thinking that Louis could be behind all of those weird calls they're getting. He is. I mean, I I just it's just there's too many things. You know, Louis's ex-wife is also saying that he hired a private investigator. Bo so Deedle. Like, she said Bo Deedle was behind. I it. just I'm like, I don't think that this this can't just keep happening to the same guy and there being no truth behind it. There's just also like we've talked about it. From the, from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, we were like, oh God. Like, at the beginning of the season, we're like, he's great for her. Da, 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 da. And by the end of the season, we were like, absolutely no. He's got to go. It's like... Oh, sorry. I just... I'm worried. <laughs> and you should be. It's like Sandoval at the reunion. He started off one way, but the more, the longer he was sitting in that chair and the hours were going by, he couldn't not... Reveal the himself. scum that he is, which is why you had the T-shirt comment and all these other things, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why Lisa, if you watch the pumped up edition on Peacock, which I've been watching the next day, had to go back and coach him and basically say, show some emotion. That's mm -hmm. what I feel like we're seeing with Louis. Louis 
oh, I'm Zen. I've been working on myself. I went to this camp where I was screaming in the water or whatever it was that we were dealing with last season. And now he is red hot Louie, which is who he is to his core. And it's like, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, are worried about Teresa and they're saying they're seeing similar patterns that they saw in Joe Judice. They're saying that they think Louie might be even worse. I think we know at this point that... um, Louis was a fan of the show. I think he sought out Teresa. Mm-hmm. He is living his best life. He loves the fame of it all. He might like mm-hmm. Teresa. I'm not going to, uh, you know, give my opinion on that. But what he really loves is the spotlight and the mm-hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he seems like the type of person who is always ready because he practices what he's going to say and do in the mirror. That clip of him saying that we get next week where he's like, Let's play. I guarantee you he said that to himself 10 times in the mirror before he came on stage. Like, he's ready to go. Um, it's sad because, as Patty Stanger would say, his picker's off. I mean, her picker's off. Yeah. She's constantly picking the same type of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to refer to it as dumb off the dick. And <laughs> we've all been there. We've all dumb been there. The Past, good one. present, future we have and that's what Teresa she's always talking about their sex life and how he lays it down and how many times they have sex and all this stuff I think she's just so happy that this person has made her the center of his life and dotes on her and he does I've seen it in person picture I think that's what she's more caught up in than anything else and she's choosing not to see all the red flags that we do Louis himself is a walking red flag literally yeah Picturing Louis having sex is just blech, gives me goosebumps. But I agree with you. I think that I don't even know if it's dumb off the dick. I think that she really wanted to be in love. I think she really wanted a little happy fairy tale. And because Louis was looking for her or seeking her out, and you can see how he is with her, he like, Oh, he like love bombs her over and over and over again. And coming from her past situation, I think it probably felt really, really good or feels really good. I'm sure it still does. Somehow, Joe, Jud- Joe Judice now is like, great. Everybody yeah, loves no. him. <laughs> and I do too. And how he's treating, treating Teresa now, I'm like, he's great. Um, you know what it was? Because Joe didn't really mess with the other cast like this. He was on the Melissa and the Joe Gorga. Louis has it for everybody. Wives, husbands. I'm shocked he wasn't everybody like, else Andy, likes I got him. a folder on you too. Everybody else like Juicy J. Juicy J? Juicy yeah, Joe. His name? Juicy, Juicy J is the rapper from 36 Yeah, yeah I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Juicy I know. But Juicy J is easier. Everybody loves Juicy J. Me included. I love Three Six Mafia, and I also like Joe Judice. <laughs> um, How about the moment where the men are backstage, fully clothed, getting ready to take the stage, and Louis topless? It's like that's that's everything I need to know about Louis. Bill's fully dressed in a suit. All the men are in shirt tops, and Louis has no shirt on. One other thing, if. I think I think Teresa and Dolores might have an issue because Dolores being like, I'm letting you know right now, I don't want anything to do with this. I, and Wait, I completely what was she agree. Saying that to? Because 
Marge called Dolores and told her about how Louis called her son. Oh. And Teresa was like, oh, you knew this and you didn't tell me? And yeah. Marge was like, yeah. I, I mean, Dolores was like, Marge said that you already knew. And Teresa was like, yeah, but if you're my friend, why wouldn't you call me and tell me that she said this? And she was like, because Marge said you already knew. And then Dolores like leaned over and was like, I'm just going to tell you right now. I want nothing to do with this. And she was like, all right, babe, do what you got to do. She was like, do what you got to do, Dolores. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah. Because Teresa uh expects everybody to be like Jen with Mm -hmm. her. Yeah. And that's not Dolores. And Dolores Dolores has a man in her life now? Please. And Dolores is correct. If he called Marge's son and threatened her, if he called John Fuda's ex about his son, that is, this is not like, I feel like Louis thinks this is like some movie. And like he's making, this is real life. You calling John Fuda's ex about their son is absolutely fucking crazy. Threatening Marge's son is absolutely fucking crazy. Why do you have so much time on your hands? You're supposed to be running a full business. I, which it's being sued right now. Like, what are you doing? I barely have time to text family and friends back. How do you have time to do all of this? The research and the and executing it. No idea. I don't know how Teresa. Teresa sees it. She just doesn't want to see it. She's in too deep now. She's married. All right. Well, part three. Part three looks like it is going to be very good. I'm excited for the men to come. Um, I'm eager to see what goes down there. But and we will recap it next week. Uh, let's just move on briefly and talk about Martha's Vineyard. Not a lot going on at the vineyard. Not a lot. Um, listen, we are in full support of Summer House Martha's Vineyard, but we'd be lying to you if we didn't say that it's. I'm a little bored, a and little? I think because well, I couldn't I, even pay attention. It's and the thing is, you know what? Like, I perked get out up, the house. I perked up when Simon gave watches and I perked up for the previews of next no, week and that's I about like it. I don't like that. I, okay. People are gonna I say perked I'm up reaching. when Simon gave watches because I was like, what? You don't, like, it was the most bizarre thing and then all of them just being like, we love Simon after that. I was like, huh? Well, um, Brius- I would have, I would have accepted the watch. I'm not gonna lie. I would have accepted the watch. I just thought the whole thing was weird. Well, Brius said that he works for a watch company, so that didn't cost him any money because I definitely totaled it up. It was it would have been a little over eight thousand um, dollars. But Brius said he does work for a watch company. That's what he does. Because so, Andy was like, "Oh, so that it was just swag." I get what you mean about it being weird because the optics really bothered me. You have all these black people, and then this white man comes in. And he buys them all watches. And now they're like, oh, we just love him. I don't know. There was something about it. Yeah, but I also, from what we've seen of, first of all, I did not expect Simon to look like that. When he came in, I was so confused. But FaceTime did not tell the full story. mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) But from what we've seen of Simon, I actually like him. Like how he handled Bria. Like she was like, calm down. Don't let them get under your skin. Like who cares? I've already booked my plane ticket. Everything will be okay. And then like, she was like, well, I packed up all my stuff. And he was like laughing at her about having to put it back. All of that seems great to me. Now, the preview seemed like he's he going to get a little wild. But from what we've seen from Simon so far, I actually like him. If they have one more house meeting without the person they're talking about, I'm going to throw my TV across the room. I know. Um, 
I don't know if I'm biased because we interviewed Preston last week, but he he's the bright spot of the show. No, he's absolutely the voice of reason. He seems like they he's should have really given him more to have a good time. screen time. One hundred percent. When he was like, "Can we? What are we doing?" Why? Yeah, and then even the new guy, I actually liked him, and he was like. I thought we were here to have fun. Now I feel like I'm on Survivor. We having boats on who we gonna kick <laughs> off the island. Like they're there to have. It's supposed to be a party house. Yeah, and they're getting policed. Yeah, that's because they got the camp counselors running the show between Jasmine and Silas, and that's probably the most interesting thing that happened this episode. Forget the watches. It was Jasmine breaking down at the end when Silas was like, oh, you know, you know, giving what he feels this profound statement on marriage and partnership. And Jasmine interrupts him and she's like, yeah, I'm struggling. I know. And that was also, I was like, like, whoa. Everybody's like, oh my I God. Was, I was watching with my best friend last night and she's never seen the show. And when it got to that part, she was like, well, Damn. In front of the whole table? You couldn't <laughs> talk to your husband about this first? She couldn't keep it in. She couldn't keep it in. She was Which like, I'm not going to fake this for one more moment. Please shut the fuck up about how great marriage is because so we're good. not in a good place. So good. Also, Nick, the girls got to dump him after seeing this. You know, Preston Vaughn said Nick is still with his current girlfriend. Let Summer, once again, you know you have a girlfriend. You let Summer dance all on you it wasn't for like it was like two seconds like she was grinding on him and then obviously he had a little action going down which is why what is what what i assume he got a little excited and that's why he had to jump in the pool Mm-hmm. by the way i like summer you were right about summer you said so, you liked summer before and i was like you didn't see anything about her yeah she she came to have fun as well i liked that she was like let's play truth or dare I like the Jamaican party theme. She's spicing it up. Also, even the truth or dare didn't seem forced. She's like, come on, let's have fun. Let's like do this. Like she was just trying to make it fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. I will we say the, the previews look good. Off, the previews yeah, look like it's going to get up. better. I want Jasmine to do a deep dive on why she is crying in front of everybody and talking about struggling in her marriage. That it better pick up where it left off there. No. Simon comes in. Sounds like it's going to be fun. It does. They do allude to Jasmine and uh, Silas kind of having a, a little tip. So. I want Jasmine to pack up her stuff and leave with Silas and go figure out what's going on off camera. If that stops us from having to hear them have sex, great. It's enough. Wait, another thing my best friend said, when she saw Silas, she was like, get the fuck out of here. Ain't no way he putting it down like that for you to be making all that noise. Ain't no (laughs) way. She's doing it for him. As he said, he can't get turned on without the noise. So she's putting on for him because that's what he likes. But isn't that just, I mean, that's the, you, she's like faking an orgasm, essentially. It strokes his ego. It strokes his ego. This is who Silas is. Her making the noises solidifies that he's putting it down. I think that he cares if it's real or fake. He just wants to feel big. <sighs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. All right. 
Um, that is enough for Martha's Vineyard by Callie. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. We're going to move on into OC. OC is back and we welcome in Zach Peter. This is the first time, Zach, that we've had an opportunity to talk. And I'm so excited. OC, how are you? I'm excited to be here, Rachel. Um, Obviously, I love Housewives just as much as you do, and I'm excited to dive into OC. It's like a return to form for OC, I feel. I feel so, too, and that starts out with Tamara. Don't you feel like they were setting this up? This is going to be the season of Tamara. That's how I feel. And is it just me, Zach? Has Tamara, Tamara always been able to ride a motorcycle, or were they just letting us know that that's what she did in the last the last four years since we've seen her on screen. I was a little confused about that too. Cause I was like, wait, has she always been like this tough biker chick? But at the same time, I do love the intro that they gave her in comparison to Heather Dubert. Like Heather's was cute, right? Not even Bethany got a welcome back like this, but like Tamara got like a full hair in the wind. It was like the Hills, Lauren Conrad riding her, 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 her little, convertible down the Pacific. It was, it, it gave me <laughs> life. I loved it. Do you think that was really Tamara on the motorcycle? I do. I think she really <laughs> okay. can ride a motorcycle. She got the little combat boots. She was doing the thing. All right. All right. I was like, who is this woman? But that's all I kept thinking. Who is this woman? And then when it was Tamara, I was like, okay, season of Tamara. Here we go. Not mad at it. Thrilled to have her back on our screen. I was surprised, and maybe I just haven't been paying attention to the news. I was a little shocked that there was beef between Tamara and Shannon. And honestly, Zach, I had to go back and reset on where we left off with Tamara the last time she was with OC and who she knew and who she didn't know and who she was friends with and who she wasn't friends with. I didn't know she knew Emily and Gina. I had to, I had to, I was like, wait, there was overlapping there? It took me a while. Yeah, because I feel like there was so much time in between when she was last on the show and when she wasn't. And like, also, we have to remember, like the last four years were a blip. Like we've kind of like shelved the last, from 2020 to 2022, we've kind of just like shelved it in our memory. Um, 
So I feel like we kind of forgot what the last four years entailed, but there was, I feel like we should have opened up with at least a little bit of like a timeline track of like where we were and where we are now to kind of catch us back up to speed with Tamara. And I feel like in that last four to five year timeframe, since she left the show, there was that big lawsuit that was going on. um, What was it with Jim Bellino or, or yes. Uh, with Heather McDonald. And that's part of the reason Tamara and Shannon fell out because Shannon and Tamara were at Heather McDonald's live podcast taping and something was said. And then there was a threat of a lawsuit where they legally were not allowed to talk to each other because they were in the midst of being sued together. And so I feel like that also contributed to why their friendship kind of broke down because I know Heather McDonald's kind of talked about it a little bit back when it was happening. So I feel like there's just a lot that I wish we would have kind of refreshed our memory on yeah t- they should have had you narrate the beginning <laughs> to catch us up because i'm like yes i totally forgot about that i remember that they kept saying oh we legally they might have even been on like watch what happens live or something like that and one of them said we legally can't talk about that okay i like tamra and shannon together trace amigos i want to see them get back plus vicky um, I'm a big Vicky Gunvalson fan. I know that can be controversy at times, but big fan there. Um, Heather and Gina. First off, is it just me or was Terry looking real tight in the face? He was looking real tight. <laughs> and I also just feel like, like, you know, I just, you know, he's, he's a plastic surgeon. I get it. But I'm also like, can does he have a doctor there that can like help tweak him a little bit too? You know? It's looking real tight. I was like, "What's happening here?" I know that I honestly thought before they said that he tore his meniscus. I was like, "Oh, he had a procedure done because he looks like he just had a procedure done." But no, you know, it was a allegedly a torn meniscus. <laughs> we'll never that know. What we're calling it now. That's what we're calling it now. Heather and Gina. Where do you stand with them? I appreciated their friendship last season and I was surprised that things didn't, they didn't build on that. Um, Do you think that Heather is too overbearing as a friend or maybe too demanding as a friend? Yes. I mean, Gina's kind of like the cool, fun girl, right? She's got her little house and Heather's got her big house. Like there's a big difference. There's a juxtaposition (laughs) in their lifestyles. So, but I feel like Heather doesn't really care to be Gina's friend. You know, like Heather was kind of fine not being invited to Gina's little dive bar charity event or whatever she was doing. Like Heather, like it's not that deep, but I also feel like Heather knows that she kind of has to play the game and kind of has to act like she's hurt by Gina not being her friend. Like Heather has enough fancy friends to keep her busy that she doesn't need Gina. She just needs Gina on the show. And I think Gina kind of realizes that, that they're only like show friends. Um, So to me, I was like, I thought Heather was kind of blowing it a bit out of proportion because she's not that hurt by Gina not calling her back. I don't think, yeah, I completely agree with you. And I also think that Heather just wants to be liked by everyone. Yeah. And, and, and as Gina broke down, like she wants to be able to say, oh, no, I can't. Oh, you did invite me? Great, but I can't. But I also do think that Gina is intimidated by Heather and her lifestyle. And I think, you know, when she came over to Heather's house and she was like, oh, I love it here. You're going for a Starbucks run. Oh, I love this view. I get it. But I think that there's something in Gina who doesn't feel comfortable being a part of Heather's fancy lifestyle. And 
if I were Gina, I would be eating all that up. I, I mean, would be she like, has, oh, I'm going to my fancy friend's house. She has an elevator in her house. Like, you're damn right. I'm going to be riding that elevator up and down and up and down and as many times as I can because, like, you know, Gina, I mean, come on. Gina, her lifestyle is nowhere even close to Heather's that, like, she should relish in it, enjoy it, eat all the... Remember last season when Heather had, like, what was it? Like, thousands of dollars of sushi that they didn't even get to. Yes. And she's like, oh, well, I guess the crew can take it home. You know, like, she didn't even care that she spent all this money. Like, that's the type of friend you want to keep around. You go to exactly. all their parties. You even exactly. invite them Fire to your the shitty G4. parties because they'll bring you a little gift. Thank you. I, I don't understand this, but I, I really do feel that Gina's intimidated. But I'm like, fire up the G4. Let's go to the Cabo. Let's go across the country. I'm gonna, we're gonna enjoy this fancy life together. I'll be your broke friend. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I, I won't ghost you. <laughs> I won't ghost you. Um, we have a new cast member, which to be very honest with you, I had no idea. I had no idea we were getting somebody new. Did you know that? And what do you think of Jennifer? Um, I sort of knew it, but it's like we always hear like there's a new cast member and sometimes they're just like a friend of or sometimes they get phased out halfway through or whatever. So I didn't know. I didn't have much investment in her going into the show. She was nice. I liked her. I feel like she's very similar to Dr. Jen last season. I feel like we replaced a Dr. Jen with another Jen, you know, and they're just kind of like the same person that we just kind of swapped out. Um, but I mean, listen, she, she, it seems nice. I'm kind of interested in this odd dynamic that she has with her ex-husband because it seems like her family likes her ex-husband more than they like her. So <laughs> we'll see. I totally forgot about Dr. Jen. You're so right about not remembering things from 2020 to 2022. I'm like, Dr. Jen, oh, she was so boring. Let's hope that she's not Dr. Jen. The best thing about her, and this, this is dark, not the best thing about her. I shouldn't say it that way. But the most interesting thing on the show was the dynamic that she had with her husband. And they may have separated. I can't remember what happened there. They needed to step away from the show because that started to get icky to watch play out on screen because that was her only storyline. No more Dr. Jen. No, and but he did not want to play. He did not want to be on camera. He just wanted to be shirtless in the background. He was like, I don't want to be on camera. Yeah, and I have a, I do have a feeling though that this Jennifer's guy Ryan also is going to want to be shirtless, but not in the background. He wants to be front and center. He wants to be front and center. We replaced Jen and Ryan, remember, because he spelled his name R Y N E with now Jen and Ryan. So we learned how to spell <laughs> Ryan, and we swapped it out for another Jen. And he changed it to. Did he change it to Ryan? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, which says a lot about him. Um. What else this episode were you really into? Because I feel like, you know, first episode is always laying the foundation. We're meeting the ladies again. We're catching up with them, trying to figure out like where they are in their lives right now, who they like, who they don't like. Um, and then, you know, we get that beautiful preview at the end of what's to come on the season that gets us just excited to continue to press play every week. I think what made this premiere work so well is that it brought back, like we have Heather, we have Shannon, and we have Tamara. And these are 
three women. I mean, and obviously Gina and and Emily have been around for a minute. It feels like they just came last season, but they've been around for a minute. So they used to film with Tamara too. But I feel like the reason this show really works is, or this premiere really worked and why I'm optimistic about this season is because there's stakes, right? These are real friendships. We're invested in it. We knew that Shannon and Tamara were friends before. Now we have to see them rebuild their friendship because they're not on good terms. Whereas like, if this were just a new girl, like if Jen came into it and she had a tumultuous relationship with one of the other girls, we wouldn't really care as much because we wouldn't know the history and we wouldn't have that emotional investment. This is why I like when we bring back, when we put some of the housewives on pause and then we bring them back years later because we know that that history exists and it just kind of gives us an opportunity to re-engage in those friendships, which is when I where I think housewives really shine versus when we try to cast women that don't really make sense. I mean, you're right. We saw it on last season. I don't even remember the woman's name, but the one that had it in for Heather, the one who was married to Sweet James and they were divorced oh, and he was hiding money. And poor Noella. I don't like when we see people who are groupies of the show, super fans who are coming on trying hard to either start drama with someone or be a character that they've seen on another franchise or maybe the franchise that they're on. You're right, Dr. Jen coming on. Nothing, it felt super disconnected. And I'm still one of those people who's like, I'm shocked. Even though I like Gina and Emily, I am shocked that they have lasted this long. It's been like, what, six seasons now? Like, how did they make it? Like, how, like, why are we not, how did we cut some of the other people and we still kept them? Like, they had their moments, right? Because the Emily and Shane of it all, then you had Gina with her ex, but there were seasons where there was nothing and everyone, and they didn't feel connected to the cast. They felt connected to each other, but not the rest of the cast. And so when I think it was Emily, who was like six seasons, I was like on my computer and I was like, oh, that's, there was overlapping. Yes, they did know each other. I'm shocked they're still here. But I think now that we've had them this long, it works. Because they do, when Gina and Tamara saw each other, I was like, oh, they seem like they've still been in contact. They're still friendly with one another. The Emily and Tamara of it all, when Emily was describing herself and she was like, yeah, you're a bitch, I'm a bitch. I'm like, have we seen a bitchy side to Emily? I was like, when did you become this? All Emily talks about is how she likes to eat sandwiches. That's all she does. She makes sandwiches and then her tagline, she likes to eat tacos. And listen, I appreciate a good sandwich and a good taco, but I'm like, or, or, you know, Shane. And Shane's not that likable. Nobody really likes. Does anybody really like Shane? No, he's not funny. It's she's always trying to convince us he is. Um, well, we also know she likes to drink dog water as well. Oh, yeah. which that was, was not wild. No, no we, can, we do not do that. I don't think a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's mouth, is it? Is well, that she a real thing? She, I've, heard, I've heard that before, but it still didn't make me want to eat after my no. dog. I, I'm not, that was, that was wild to me. But something you said, Shane, oh, Emily. Emily having like this tough girl, I know she grew up, you know, had a rough upbringing, but having this tough girl image, I was like, is this a new character trait that Emily's trying to adopt? Yeah. You and me, Tamara, we're both, we're both bitches. We're both assholes. I was like, since when Emily, we haven't seen that from you at all. I'm, I'm curious to see how that progresses or not during this season. Like, is she going to try too hard to be like, 
I'm the tough girl on the block when it comes to Tamra. But she's not. I, it just, yeah, especially in comparison to Tamra. Like, it just, she's not. Like, she's the fun girl. She's the fun comic relief. Let's take shots at the bar and kind of let loose. That's Emily's role on the show. And I think anytime a housewife tries to take themselves out of what they're natural to, it just comes off disingenuous and then it disconnects from the audience. And like, I don't Absolutely. believe that she's a mean girl. Absolutely. Well, I do believe Andy Cohen keeps saying we're going to get a great season. I believe we're going to get a great season. I think you're right about the way that they put on pause. It helps us clean our palate because sometimes it can just be a lot. But then when they come back, they are so happy and eager and they, they get deliver. it. And they deliver. And seeing Tamara on Watch What Happens Live, she's so excited to be back. Um, Tamara looks like she's going to give us a great season, but I think the cherry on top was her opening that door at the end and Vicky Gunvalson being on the other side of it. I, I screamed when they screamed. Woo! <laughs> Let's whoop it up. Let's do it all season. That better not be the only moment we get Vicky. I want to see more Vicky and I'm hoping that this is just give it, we're, we're just getting um used to her again so they can give her Give all of her to us next season. It was a Costco sample, and now we have to actually go into the aisle and pick up the full box. I'm, I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, Zach, this has been so much fun to talk with you about OC. I guess we'll do this same time, same place next week. Sounds good. Sounds so good. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening to Morally Corrupt. Have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful weekend. And we will be back next week recapping all things that happen in this beautiful Bravo world. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.